here. <laughs> Ooh, what the hell's that? What is that? I don't know. It's not. Is that it's your nothing to do with me? <laughs> Someone somewhere has got a corpse being dragged around. <laughs> That's really bizarre. <laughs> Where the hell did that come from? Weird things happen when you interview me. You'll get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to right where you are sitting now. Hi there, welcome to episode 43 of Sitting Now. Um, I am Ken Eakins, and joining me, finally, I've found a co host awake to actually uh, join me for a change. Hi, Ken, how are you doing? I'm pretty good, Ken. I'm, I'm happy to be back on my uh, like third appearance. Yeah. In the, the big main show, the mothership, <laughs> if you will. The flagship show of Sitting Now. Yeah, um, yeah we're back for the new year now, um, back on our weekly schedule. Uh, we took a break for the holidays and I had minging flu really really badly it was horrible I whinged to Kim a lot about it and I said <laughs> shut up Ken I don't know I said I don't give a fuck about your flu <laughs> <laughs> oh and by the way uh, anyone that's listening that's not from Manchester minging it is unpleasant oh yeah I forgot <laughs> the internet's not just uh, up north is it nope <laughs> damn Oh, well, I've embarrassed myself and uh, the entire sitting now on Alterati Network um, as their spokesperson. Uh, anyway, yeah, uh, that's uh, what's your favourite part of the show, Kim? I like listening to you talk mm. about anything. That's the wrong, wrong answer. <laughs> oh, uh, MySpace Heroes. Damn, I had an opportunity then, a genuine opportunity. You never give me opportunities. Uh, MySpace Heroes, Ken, is the answer. No, no. Oh, is there, a, is there a, <laughs> a third bit that I'm not so sure about? Yeah, it's a bit. What do we know? What do we know? Adverts. That's it. Oh, adverts. Kim, completely un- oh, spontaneous answer there. Yeah, let's, uh, <laughs> let's check out some adverts. What's better than shooting the shit about the occult? Shooting with us, of course. I'm Avael, tender loving co-host of Outer Symmetry. If you're looking for a podcast that covers everything from Lady Gaga to the Montauk Monster, you're in the right place. Myself and my husband, Adamus, pull you down the rabbit hole with us twice a month to keep you informed and up to date on all the topics you want to know about. So sit down, tune in, and fade out. Subscribe to Outer Symmetry today. Eerie Radio, opening the door to the unknown. Listener feedback. Really looking forward to the new episodes, so keep up with your work, guys. Thanks. Interviews. There's so many movies, so many documentaries, even books that come out that have factual information in it that maybe, you know, this is a gradual way of, of kind of educating the public to as to what's going on. Visit Erie Radio at www.erieradio.com. And we're back. So this week's guest is someone, <laughs> I often say this actually, it's someone I've actually wanted to have on the show for a long time. Actually, it's pretty much since the beginning. It's one of the first podcasts I listened to. It was done by this guy. It's uh, PLA, PLA, I can't even say it, PLA Radio, which is Phone Losers of America. And the, uh, I guess the head honcho over there is a guy called Brad Carter, who we've uh, managed to coerce into coming on our show for an hour or so. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, to interviewing him. I think it's going to be a funny. He's a funny chap, so I think it's going to be an interesting, uh, an interesting interview. You looking forward to it, Ken? Um, not really. Great. So uh, with that, it's time to roll to the interview now with uh, Brad Carter. See you after that. Cactus. 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 PLA Incorporated. Cactus. 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 PLA Radio. Cactus. 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 of America. Hey, Brad Carter, thanks for coming on the show. It's been a long time coming. We've wanted you on for quite a long time now. Could you um, give us a brief biography of yourself, please? Um, well, I guess just, you mean, as far as the PLA is concerned, uh, I, I run the Phone Losers of America and I've been doing that since 1994, I guess. And uh, I don't know, there's not much more to say about me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all at this. I mean, do you consider um, Phone Losers to be what's called like phone freaking is that the uh the kind of the main crux of it or is there more uh, it's to kind it? of a, a mixture it's i'd say it's more about just uh pranking um there's a lot of freaking mixed into it though and a lot of you know just hacking like the hacker spirit i guess like if you ask people in the community if it's it's freaking they'll, they'll like laugh and make fun of us could you explain because there's going to be people listening that don't know what phone freaking is could you kind of explain what phone freaking is uh, for us please uh, it's just uh, exploration of the telephone system, uh, just people who are obsessed, I guess, with, with uh, the way telecommunications work, and uh, they just like to explore and learn as much about it as, a, as they possibly can. Uh, used to, a big part of it was free phone calls, because everyone loved to make free phone calls, but that's kind of pointless these days, because phone calls are so cheap. Yeah, I guess so, and uh, I guess cell phones probably helped. Yeah, yeah, free nights and weekends, or whatever <laughs> you guys have over there. So freaking, I guess, is sort of um more the kind of quote-unquote legitimate hacker kind of exercise but with the pla you tend to take it to more uh i guess deviant level don't you really In some yeah ways. yeah i'm kind of like uh I, I don't know I, i'm everything a freaker shouldn't be I, i'm just like a huge jerk and use the system for my own gain and uh, you, you know like uh reroute phone calls or whatever just to, to piss people off we mean deviant in the best possible sense, of course. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what got you into the whole phone freaking? Where, where does it all kind of uh, stem from? I, I've just been like that my whole life. I, I've been, well, I've always been to, into electronics and the way things work, and telephones was just a part of that when I was growing up, I guess. There's no real reason for it. It's just I'm weird, I guess. <laughs> it's, it's not like it's, you know, my family was all into it as well. Or, you know. <laughs> it's a family tradition passed down <laughs> to the generations. <laughs> Uh, I'm just saying I'm the weird one. Like my siblings were all, you know, pretty normal and didn't wasn't interested in this kind of thing. I mean, a lot of people like to do phone pranks, but you've dedicated quite a large chunk of your life to it. What is it? Why do you think that is? What what's the kind of what's the 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 appeal of it? Do you reckon? Um, that's just the kind of comedy I enjoy. You know, some people like stand-up comedians, and I, I'm into the phone pranking thing. It's just a type of humor that appeals to me. It, it's just it's just funny to me. <laughs> No, it's funny to quite a lot of people, I think. Okay, talk about the history of the PLA. How did the PLA start? What is it exactly? Um, well, it, it started in the early 90s, I guess. Um, gosh, what is it? Uh, it's <laughs> I don't know. I've just always been into the whole hacking thing and the phone freaking thing. And uh, I started writing my own text files back, uh, you know, right before the internet started getting really big. They are on bulletin board systems, weren't they, back yeah, in the day? Yeah, yeah, the internet before there was an internet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just started writing those, uh, but I mixed a lot of humor and 
uh, nonsense into it as well. Uh, was the so idea he, to kind of troll hackers in some ways? Yeah, in a way. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of it confused a lot of people. <laughs> the thing that I wrote, and then uh, my friend uh, Zach El Jefe, he came up with the name Phone Losers of America, and I stole that from him and just started attaching that to all the writings. And then did it kind of become yeah. a a uh, community based from the text files, or sort of because it does seem to be quite a big community now. Yeah, yeah. It just kind of snowballed from there, and um, I, I don't know. I, I don't think like when I started this, I thought I'd still be doing it. 15 years later it's pretty sad <laughs> what have i done with my life <laughs> so okay so i was what i was trying to get to earlier i suppose was um there there's kind of um particular characters shall we say that kind of turn up throughout the life of the pla um if you read through the history of it who was the kind of the first real big kind of uh you know lol's cow for the you know sake of argument <laughs> who was the first uh big name as it were in people you were in the people you're pranking um well there's chris tompkinson he's from like one of the very first issues of phone losers of america the the old zine from the bbs days mm. and um he's just somebody we used to terrorize daily uh el jefe and i and it was quite extreme he, wasn't it <laughs> from what I yeah, he's, yeah um a lot a lot in the chris tompkinson chapter I, I think i called him chris mccall in the book mm. uh, a lot of that's true though <laughs> we, we were <laughs> Um, yeah, but like Dino Alsman, he's he's the biggest one of 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 them all. Well, I don't think you're gonna get a record contract anytime hey, soon. Hey, wait a minute. Hey, hey, don't. Hey, man, don't have fucking people calling my fucking house. You little fucking jack off. Can we talk a bit about Dino and like how you kind of uh, how you got who talk a bit? Give us a bit of backstory into Dino and like how it all kind of came about and what you actually did to him. Well, in the 90s, you could use a police scanner, like a radio scanner, to uh, listen to cordless telephones. And I heard Dino on his phone, and he, you know, he's like a redneck type of character. And um, I, I could tell immediately that he would probably anger easily. So we got his phone number and just spent an entire night harassing him. <laughs> I mean, I'll have Faye again. <laughs> Uh, yes, sir. Uh, this is Dean Allsman over on. Uh, uh, I'm having a problem with two little kids on a on a cellular phone. Uh, is there any way that you could trace this call? And it was like, uh, wasn't he calling his girlfriend at a hospital or something? And uh, yeah, yeah, his wife worked at a hospital, and like as soon as we made a prank call to him, he would get on the phone with her and start crying about it, and then <laughs> we would call him back. And I, I don't know, it just it spawned an I mean, spanned an entire night, and it was just crazy stuff and. I don't know. Everyone loves the Dino story. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't. <laughs> I think my favorite bit was didn't you the first time he'd, he'd have a. He said he was going to kill his girlfriend, so you called the hospital to tell. Oh yeah, he, said he was going to beat her, and I'm like, you know what? I, I think you need to be careful. I think he's actually going to beat you. <laughs> Just out of nowhere, she gets a phone call. That's quite funny. These kids have been calling me since about nine o'clock this evening, and they're sitting here playing these little games. Uh-huh. And uh, I don't know how in the hell they're doing it or why they're doing. It. I guess they're just bored because it's raining outside. Yeah. One of the things um, I've always uh, kind of been jealous of because I don't think we were able to do it here. I'm sure someone's going to correct me on this, but it's this thing called red boxing. Um, now that. Could you explain what redboxing is? Uh, redboxing is using a usually a, a small device on a pay telephone, on a public phone, and uh, it makes these chirping sounds, which uh, sound just like a quarter dropping into the phone. That's how the um, phone company's computers recognize quarters, or it used to be. It's it's kind of being phased out now. But uh, yeah, it, using a, a little device or a tape recorder, even you could play these tones and get free phone calls to anywhere in the world. 
how, how would you construct a red box? Uh, I started out on a tape recorder. I, I stole a tape recorder from my from my mother, actually, and <laughs> uh, recorded some tones. Um, you know, I just uh, connected to a payphone and dropped a bunch of quarters in, and it recorded the tones. And then I could play those back later at, a, at an, any payphone, and it would give me free calls. That's quite cool. I wish I don't know why we don't have that here. I'm sure, Kim. Do you know? Do you remember payphones? <laughs> I, I, you still see them. Still see them around. Yeah. Did they make noises when you put coins in? I can't remember. I'm sure we had. We don't. You have a choice between pulse and tone or something. You used to be able to choose between tele, on telephones whether you wanted one or the other. And I'm sure that the tones did the same thing. Yeah, it was. That's why it's called tones. Yeah, but these are these are um, different tones like that you hear when you put coins into a telephone. Yeah, and you don't actually hear these. They're um, it's very rare that you can hear them when you put them in. Oh, okay. But the person on the other end, they can hear them. Ah, right. Okay. So yeah, so it would be the person on the other end of the phone that you're calling would hear the tones, and they're the ones you need to record to get the free phone call. Okay, got it. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm surprised I don't know this. I, I I really have no idea if it works in the United Kingdom or not. I know it works in Canada, mm. and mm. works in the United States, but. I have no idea about other countries. Yeah, yeah that's... Uh, yeah. At this point, we have to make some sort of legal note that you're not supposed to try, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we should encourage all the listeners to look this up on the internet and try it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, uh, what was the thing you meant to put in the stock thing? Oh, yeah, the views of the guest do not <laughs> express whatever. No, it's okay. I, I, I think people should try it out because it's funny. But... Um, Okay, so Fun is hilarious. <laughs> it is. So one thing you got into, and I didn't actually know about this until I read the book. Um, and I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm assuming you, you're fine talking about it because you've written about it in a book. But you got quite into credit card fraud at one point, didn't you? Oh yeah, and uh, this was like long, long ago. I mean, this is before the 2000s, I guess. Oh okay. So what? It was all so it's you know statute of limitations expired. So I think it's all right. Okay. <laughs> so exactly how? How much into it did you? Because it, it seems in the book you got quite extremely into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, uh, I was able to travel pretty much anywhere in the country I wanted to go to for free, uh, usually by plane, sometimes by Amtrak, because they both took credit cards. And uh, I would just uh, impersonate a father sending his son uh, to whatever location, and it, it, it worked about half the time. There was a time, um, I think back in the BBS days, where you could literally just find text files full of people's credit card numbers, couldn't you? It was quite simple to... I think you can find them quite easily these days as well, if you know where to look. But, uh, I've heard about that. I never got them that way, though. I just I, I would either get them from where I worked, or I would call up a business and talk them out of credit card numbers. How would you do that, that exactly? <laughs> uh, I would call up uh, like a gas station and say, hey, this is this is Joe from the Visa Corporation. Um, it looks like the last transaction didn't go through. Uh, I need you to pick out your credit card receipt from their, your last transaction and read me the numbers. And would be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you just do that. Worked. Just do that over and over again sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it worked most of the time. You know, because convenience store employees, they're not known for being that bright. And <laughs> Okay. And so, I mean, you used to book tickets. I mean, obviously, I imagine you got into trouble eventually. I know you got into trouble about this, but how? what? How did you get away with it for so long? <laughs> it, it was just really easy. I mean, there there wasn't really much chance of getting caught. Uh, the one time I got caught for trying to fly was from a travel agency that was just suspicious of me. Hmm. Uh, that's because the card didn't go through, and then it didn't go through again. And I gave them a third card, and I'm like, okay, that one works. And yeah, they they 
were just suspicious by the time I got there to pick them up. Yeah, that's annoying. So, and um, you actually got arrested. What actually happened? Did you uh, get charged or anything? Or uh, no, they completely dropped it. Um, I, I went to a oh, what do you call it? One of those not a probation officer. I don't know. They let me out of jail. I spent like a weekend in jail with a bunch of drunk guys, and um, they they eventually, after a couple of months, just completely dropped the charges. Okay. They said it wasn't worth their time. <laughs> seems bizarre to me because they, they they knew I'd been doing it. I don't I don't understand that at all. So Nowadays, they'd probably classify you as a terrorist for trying to do that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Going to Gitmo. Yeah. <laughs> So um, another thing um, I still don't fully understand now because I'm stupid probably, but uh, what is it, what is beige boxing? Obviously, that's different to red boxing. I, I know. Oh, it's really complicated. I don't think I can explain it to the likes of you. I know. <laughs> yeah, well, I yeah, that's, that's that's fair enough. No, but, no, uh, no, I'm sorry. Um, it, beige boxing is probably the simplest thing you could possibly do with with a, a telephone. Uh, you, you pretty much just take a telephone and go out to the outside of somebody's house. And hook it into their phone box and make phone calls. Okay, that's quite easy. Either that, <laughs> or you go to one of those, uh, you know, just like a box on the corner of a block, and you can plug into, I don't know, like hundreds of phone lines from there. I know one of the old PLA issues had an article on beige boxing, and it was, I think, um, less than a paragraph long. <laughs> like, Here's how did to you, beige box. <laughs> did you uh, did you disguise yourself when you were going out to do it? Did you like dress in a boiler suit to, so you'd like look like you were doing? some sort of technical thing or did you just sit at the side of the road and do it uh no i never got, went that far with it i i usually did it at night time ninja costume or anything <laughs> I, I wore dark clothes if that if that works <laughs> um it helps flesh out the uh the image in my head certainly yeah yes yes i wore a jumpsuit and i had a phone company patch on the pocket and, <laughs> and, a, and a hard hat i i, I carried a clipboard <laughs> and that's how I did it back then. <laughs> and that's how in the early 90s, I had uh, some telephone line wired on the outside of my car because I wanted to call BBSs on other people's phone lines. And I pull my car up to one of these um, boxes on the side of the road and I plug it in. And I had the phone jack, jack like on the outside of my car underneath the tire. <laughs> so that if anybody came, I could just uh, pull away and it would pull the cord out. That's quite ingenious. Uh, this is better. Fiction's awesome. <laughs> it's obviously the better and, way. And that one's, that one's for real. I mean, uh, <laughs> not like the story just a second ago with the clipboard. <laughs> I've got the vehicle from Ghostbusters in my mind now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know yes, that's obviously, that, not, like, <laughs> obviously not accurate, but I, I wish it was that. <laughs> no, you're, you're right. That was a good guess. <laughs> Those old ambulance things. Uh, <laughs> and everything stacks of equipment on top and uh yeah <laughs> right one thing um again i think we we're talking about this earlier on skype is that um i'm really really jealous of in the, in the states uh you have obviously we have paging systems in the uk here which are overhead kind of announcement systems for um uh what do you call it for like supermarkets and stuff like that i don't know what you call them there I assume the same thing yeah yeah and uh you've found quite an ingenious way of kind of getting onto these remotely. <laughs> and, uh, could you talk a little bit about like, uh, was it Fred Mayer's? Is that the name of the store? Yeah, it's, um, I think it's a store that only exists in the Northwest part of the United States. It's called Fred Meyer. And, uh, it stopped working in 97, this, this trick, but, uh, 
we could call in from anywhere. We could call in from, from our house, you know, and just ask to be transferred to a certain extension at their store, and that would put us on the overhead paging system. Mm. So um, then from there, we could just scream obscenities all day, and for some reason, they couldn't shut us off. I never, <laughs> I never understood that. Like, why can't they just turn it off? But I think we were, once we were on there for about two hours. Wow. I, I, we hung up because we got bored. It <laughs> couldn't get rid of us. Did you ever... Uh, like have one person on one end of the phone and another guy sort of in the supermarket with a recorder of some sort so you could uh, capture I the really wish, I wish we'd done that um, I just didn't plan it out that good <laughs> it was just me and my girlfriend at the time and I, I don't know we just never went that far with it we should have damn it maybe, maybe it was yeah. you that inspired that kid recently who did the same thing to Walmart uh, I don't know if you saw that in the news the kid phoned in and, and said that all black people had to leave the store <laughs> yeah it was all yeah, over the news, like a, um, that, but he, I mean, he was just standing in the store doing it. He wasn't doing it from. Oh right, he didn't, ah, right, he didn't remotely. Okay. But I think that kid is the reason that Walmart's now phasing out all of the phones on their posts. That's definitely I mean, I, I'd like to pretend that I'm the reason. But I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was him. <laughs> so I mean, what kind of stuff would you uh, would you say down the phone to these guys? To the you know to uh, the shoppers. <clears throat> uh, went on for hours yeah yeah <laughs> what sort of thing would you, what would well, there, you there was one one point like um after we'd been doing this for months uh we called up security at one fred meyer and uh we interviewed him we pretended we were with a newspaper and all this time he was actually we were broadcasting his voice at a completely different fred meyer store <laughs> so <laughs> he was telling us how um, the problem's been taken care of and it's impossible to do anymore <laughs> it was going out to all the shoppers he <laughs> just hacked us. <laughs> now I'm not going to yeah. say anything. I'm not saying anything from now. <laughs> that was so suspicious. <laughs> no, it's uh, my Magic Jack uh, phone. It, it rings on this computer. Ah, right. Okay. <laughs> nobody even has my number. I don't know why anyone's calling this. Ah, well, there you go. They're 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 obviously watching us still. But, uh, <laughs> I blame. Yeah, it's us. We're actually the CIA. You got actually got on television, didn't you? At one point for. A different type of page scamming, I guess. Could you talk a bit about like what what that was about and like how it all kind of panned out? How did you end up on TV? Um, well, that was for uh, Walmart. Um, uh, what did we do? We I just walked around the store at Walmart picking up phones when I would hear somebody page to a certain department, or I mean, when I would hear a, a department page to pick up a line, and I would pick up the phone and record it as I'm in the store of me messing with customers. So that's what that was about. They, I, for some reason, uh, they wanted me on their news story on CNBC, <laughs> and it's it's horrible. It's embarrassing. It's I I, hor I did so bad on that show. <laughs> I don't know, you seemed okay to me. I, I, I watch it and I cringe. I can't stand to watch it. <laughs> so I mean, what was their angle? What were they going for? I don't kind of. Uh, was, well, well, they weren't there to like. Um, I don't know. They weren't. They weren't there to uh, ambush me or anything. <laughs> they, why are you being such a terrorist? They they were just um, they were just talking about Walmart and and man, what were they talking about? I haven't watched that in a long time. <laughs> I completely forget. It's something to, then they say um, they were calling me a corporate terrorist. I know that. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. That was like, cool... It's amazing. Huh? How did you not? I mean, surely if you're on television. And they're, <laughs> they're calling you a corporate terrorist. How does nothing happen after that? That just seems weird to me. Maybe that, please don't watch the news or something. But <laughs> I don't quite get it. 
I don't know. He probably just decided to get rid of me because I was so boring and and I, I don't know. I, I was just doing bad at the at answering his questions. I didn't have much to say to him. No, I think actually I think the first time I heard of you, I would heard of the PLA, but the first time I'd ever heard of you was um, uh, on. I think it was yeah, it would have been this. You you have an eBay account that's quite famous. <laughs> <laughs> um, due to an infamous uh, sort of rather a, a, a quite ingenious use of the comment system uh, could you talk to us a bit about what it is you did for a while or still do uh, with your ebay account i'm not allowed to do it anymore because they cancelled my account over it and i had to beg them for it back and they <laughs> finally reinstated it and i told them i would not mess with people anymore but um yeah i would i would you know i, I sold a lot of stuff and bought a lot of stuff on ebay and the feedback system i would just uh leave crazy comments to everyone and i can't really think of any examples of what i said but apparently a lot of people liked it <laughs> yeah they were putting it on radio stations and articles and everything else <laughs> it went on for a couple of years of this whole ebay thing yeah until they shut off my account <laughs> numerous warnings there's um i can't remember I've I should have had the some examples up, but they, it is quite ingenious. And would you, would you get any kind of? Uh, I assume you probably had the most negative feedback of all time, or not? Uh, no, actually, no. Um, uh, I think a lot of people didn't notice it that that I left those things about them, and some were like usually I, it was like they would leave their feedback about me first, and then I would leave feedback about them, and that way they couldn't give me ne negative feedback because ah, okay. theirs was already completed. Probably my favourite of all the kind of PLA archives is uh, Curtis the Super Hacker. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's pretty awesome. <laughs> I wish I had his number. We could call him right now. Oh, that would be awesome. That would be amazing, actually. Um, uh, did you not keep up you with Curtis? Back then? Tomorrow, I'll get it. I, I said you should call me back tomorrow and I'll get the number. <laughs> That's quite tempting, actually. I might actually do that. <laughs> so, I mean, Curtis is a extreme case you could say <laughs> but there's kind, of, there's kind of a history you didn't just find him randomly this time did you he was just a there was a bit of well, a kind of backstory to him yeah i'm not responsible for finding curtis it was actually this guy um his name's haywood uh he ran a site called majorlosers.com back in 2002 i think it was mm. and he had all these stories about curtis on his website and i thought the guy was hilarious and he just knew him through email and yahoo um voice chats i guess yeah what was he doing uh, you know, like I said in the book, I, I can't. I, I'm a horrible person to even tell the Curtis story because I don't know the exact origins of him. Um, but he he was just harassing women in Yahoo chat rooms, mm. and uh, apparently he drove out to Oregon to visit some of these women. And I, I don't know if I even believe that, but it, it was just this big crazy thing. But the funny part of it, I mean, that all that sounds boring, but Curtis is just hilarious. Just the way that he talks and yells at people. And he's nine 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 straight out of hell as well. Yeah, <laughs> calls everyone <laughs> queer boy, and he just he claims to be a hacker a lot, and it's so obvious that he isn't because he's just this huge moron. <laughs> so um, I tracked him down. I got his home phone number and address and everything, and started passing it out to everyone and making prank calls to him, and it was a lot of fun. <laughs> and he, didn't he claim to have a central computer or something? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I think my third or fourth call in, into the into calling him, he's told me he had a central computer hooked into his phone system in his home, and uh, it instantly told him uh, exactly who I was and what phone number I was calling from. And 
you fucking sit there, you play your fucking little bullshit. You play with your phone. Do you know what I what I keep doing to you? No, you don't even have a fucking clue. I'm walking you into the biggest fucking trap you ever seen in your fucking life. Oh, right. oh, oh really? You don't understand it. You don't get it. You don't comprehend. I told you several times, I own your fucking soul when you dialed this number for the first time. <laughs> Every time you dialed afterwards, you know what I keep doing? What? I keep adding. And I keep adding. And I keep adding. Do you know what I'm adding? What? I'm adding up every fucking square inch of your fucking body. For what? For what? For the day I rip it off with a fucking pair of pliers. You know, there, there's people, when you prank them, they always claim, yeah, we've got a tracer on this line, but he just took it to an extreme. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all these crazy stories worked out. Do you get that a lot when people kind of, you know, you call people up and they just sort of just come up with bullshit kind of responses? You know, I, I know I've had a few of yours where people go, oh, you know, the cyber police are on you or this kind of thing. Do you get that yeah, all the time? Actually, <laughs> just last week <laughs> on, on the phone show, um, we, we were for some reason calling these people and they called us back and they're like, yes, we're with the Albany Police Department. We have a trace on this line and, you know, we're, there's going to be an officer at your house shortly and we just laughed at him. <laughs> <laughs> you had a guy on recently, didn't you, that was on the news because uh, someone put the, I can't remember his name now, Someone put uh, uh, the, Michael the, Weisenstein. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you tell the story, the backstory of that. Cause that's he. He was on the news because um, uh, Google screwed up his listing on on their phone listings page, I guess, and uh, they had his number listed, his home phone number listed as the courthouse in the city he lives in. So he was getting you know twenty or thirty phone calls a day of people asking courthouse questions, and it really, really upset him. He's like this old man, <laughs> and. Um, uh, during the news segment, they actually zoomed in on zoomed in on the screen of Google, and it showed his phone number there. So, I had to call him. <laughs> Weisenstein's problem is that some people trying to call the South County Courthouse go to Google, type in some search terms, and may come up with a listing not for the courthouse but for Weisenstein's private number. But since he was dealing with the internet giant Google, he thought this would be an easy fix. But seven months later, Weisenstein says he's losing patience with Google. This is not the courthouse. I'm so sorry. You got the wrong phone number. Where did you get the phone number from? That kind of got out of control, too. I, I actually only called him a couple times, but then he started harassing us, yeah. calling us back and everything. Telephone. 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 What'd you think of the new intro linear? Oh, it's good. It's good stuff. <laughs> so, okay, right now, I'm not making this up. That guy from last week is calling, so I'm adding him. Hello? You know, my dad is a judge, and you guys are really stupid for doing, you know, what you're doing. I'm what, telling you. What are you. I'm being very honest. What are you talking about? My dad is Judge Colin. If you look on the computer, you'll find it. Who is this? Judge His last name is Colin. Colin. You got me, pal. I'm getting the phone calls from you, and I'm not stupid. And Denise, uh, there's a really, really funny bit. I'll play, again, I'll play the clip of it, but he sort of claims that he's actually got a police officer in the house with him, doesn't he? And then, Yeah, yeah. such an obvious, horrible impression of a police officer. <laughs> he was just trying to be funny at that point, or what? But... I'll put the sergeant on the phone. I'll put the sergeant on the phone. Then put him on the phone. I'll, I'll talk to the sergeant. Maybe he, he makes a little bit more sense than you do, Mr. Tooth Fairy. Yeah, this is, John, this is Sergeant John. Can I help you? Hello, Sergeant John? 
What is yeah, this is Sergeant John. I'm getting harassment calls from this guy, Chris, and I want to talk to him, please. <laughs> okay, I'm hanging up on him. This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I am Sergeant John. I'm totally fooled. <laughs> Yeah, that was... recently somebody um, sent me links to his Facebook and his and he's got an account on meetup.com trying to meet women. Oh wow. Are you going to Are you going to take advantage of that? Or... I'm going to leave I did post a message uh, just to say hello to him, but I'm not going to bother him on there. Okay, this is one thing I was going to say. If say you're a potential prank victim of the PLA, <clears throat> is the best defense is the same as it is against any kind of I guess troll? That if you res- if you don't react, then you're probably going to be left alone, and if you do react, then you're going to be kind of harassed, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. If they're boring, we'll never call them again. It's just <laughs> the people that get upset and freak out. And do you think there's a, a certain type of person? I mean, there does seem to be kind of like a a sort of particularly a trollable type of person, doesn't there? <laughs> yeah, like most Americans would fall under that category. <laughs> and me. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I definitely fall into that category. Really? Oh, well, thanks. Thanks for that tip, Paul. <laughs> Shortly. No problem. No problem. There was a PLA radio episode of um, uh, where where I was harassing some people in Canada, uh, saying all kinds of horrible things to them, and they just would not get upset. It's true what they say about Canadians. Yeah. I guess so. <laughs> has, it, has anyone ever tried to like out troll you, like, and you know, beat you in a contest of minds? Oh um, yeah, yeah, a few times. And if they win, I just uh, quietly go away and never bother them again. So you have been bested. <laughs> I, I need to pick on the easy targets. <laughs> are there any kind of like, have there ever been any kind of rival P- like groups to the PLA? You know, like PLA seems to be kind of the, uh, I know it's the PLU, but that's just basically the PLA again, isn't it? I think. Yeah. Um, oh, no, it's like, well, yeah, kind of just me, I guess. I don't know. There's always a group of people. My cronies, I guess. <laughs> But but, is, um, have there ever been any kind of like you know Jets versus Sharks scenarios or anything like that? <laughs> <laughs> um, not recently, I guess. I think everyone just loves us now. But I, I mean, back in the day, there were there was always somebody trying to take down the site or, or you know, claiming that they're they've got a lawsuit ready for us. Yeah, I think another one actually. I was thinking back to uh, like kind of trying to remember the earliest times I'd ever heard of the PLA, and I think the first one I ever heard of was or at least I. I, I saw someone uh, write up about it. it was the Boulder News um, incident, which then led to an even more bizarre thing. So, could we talk about at first, like what the sort of history of the Boulder News, um, like kind of web discussion group, was about, and then um, some of the consequences at the end are really bizarre. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that's another thing I didn't really start myself, but it, it was just a discussion forum on the internet. It, it was in 1997 when the internet's brand new. Uh, and it was about the murder of the uh, John Bonet Ramsey, which is a famous case over here. I don't know if no, no, if, tell us a bit about that because that, that uh, comes. Yeah, into play. We were pretty much just trolling them. I mean, it sounds incredibly boring, but <laughs> you know, it was the early days of the internet, and they had no way to moderate, and we just caused nonstop problems for this this forum, this community place, and uh, until they finally shut it down, uh, it was a newspaper's website, and they just turned it off. And it's still not there. <laughs> <laughs> they learned their lesson. No, there's um, wasn't there one like particular guys on there that uh, again that they, they were a group that was trying to sort of bring down the PLA, and they actually ended up talking more about you guys, didn't they? Than uh... oh yeah, yeah. Um, we we uh, kind of sidetracked all of their conversations away from this John Bonnie Ramsey, and 
they stopped talking about her as much and they started just talking about the PLA. That's that was just the main topic of discussion day by day there. And it wasn't even our fault at that point. They were doing it on their own. <laughs> they were so pissed off at us. They just wanted to talk about us and figure out a way to stop us. <laughs> so that was <laughs> kind of hilarious. It was a it was a good time. We've never been able to repeat that. Do you ever get uh, do you get that quite a lot where people you sort of somehow manage to kind of troll someone so badly that it kind of actually ends up overtaking the entire thing if it as it were <laughs> or is that uh, it happened a lot in the BBSing days. Um, we caused so many problems in, in certain areas of BBSing that we we were the topics all the time. That it, it didn't actually really end there though, did it? I mean, um, another well, guy it did for like ten years, but then yeah, yeah. <laughs> I took kids drawing it right, you know, but uh, if you look at the word balloons, the letters don't look like a kid's lettering. I thought they were more like an adult's. And then I started looking at the lettering, and I started, something occurred to me, that this lettering looked familiar. And then I realized it. I considered going back, and I took a look at the ransom note, and I believe this is the same handwriting. You see why this is more important. This is a better comparison of handwriting. And I tell you, that S in that retina was going to nail him. And you can see the S there, shaped like kind of a weird J or backwards Z or 5. And the flat bottom C is there too. Yeah, um, I, I think it was like two years ago, this this guy decides that uh, he makes this huge video series on YouTube of his investigation of the John Bonnet Ramsey murder. And he decides that I'm the ransom note writer, like I was involved in the murder. And he has... It's it sounds like a joke, but he seems completely sincere in it. Like he's got, uh, it was like a forty-part series of videos of why he thinks I did this, <laughs> and it's the most hilarious thing that's ever happened to me. He's quite the master detective. I've seen the videos. Uh, <laughs> there, uh, isn't he's just like handwriting, but then doesn't actually bother to look where the handwriting came from. Did <laughs> in some cases. Yeah, like every single one of his uh, points was just full of holes, and I, I made my own video um, explaining like why how, why he was so wrong. You know, I just did it to be kind of funny. You know, I, I didn't think anyone would really take him seriously. And did he ever actually try and contact you or anything? Or um, no, I contacted him first. His videos were up for a long time, and uh, I, I finally saw them from someone else, and then I, I started you know, publishing them on the Phone Loser site and everyone started contacting him and <laughs> his YouTube page, it's uh, youtube.com slash Richard Cardo. It has hilarious comments on it now of just everyone saying just, you know, cactus, cactus and everything else to him <laughs> in his comments. So, I mean, I, he must have, surely, I mean, in the States, I, I know here if you make those kind of accusations, surely he must have, a, you know, he must have tried to contact you in some way, surely, you know, didn't he? Uh, he did contact. Um, he actually contacted my ex-wife to ask her questions about me. <laughs> did she? <laughs> well, the way it worked, actually. I mean, this is this shows you what a genius he is. He contacted my uh, current girlfriend at the time and asked my current girlfriend if she knew how to get a hold of my wife. Right. <laughs> and it just makes no sense at all. And, and she told me, of course. And I'm like, yeah, here's her email address. Uh, with Cardo, didn't he? claimed to have a book deal as well or something he was going to expose you in a, in a book or something yeah um he said he he had a deal with penguin classics which again is hilarious because that's you know penguin classics that's classics like you know mark twain or whatever yeah. <laughs> but 
Somehow his JonBenet Ramsey investigation is going to be on Penguin Classics. Surely six-figure salary, he said. Six-figure salary. So you can, I can see that. You know, Twain, Cardo <laughs> on the uh, on the bookshelves. I think you know. I mean, uh. <laughs> yeah, I really looked into him, and I, I think he's completely serious about his investigation, and I, I really think he has some serious mental issues. Yeah, <laughs> I can figure out because I don't know. The whole thing is just nuts. So I mean, it's great. I mean, I, I'm really happy that he did this. <laughs> when, I mean, I don't really know anything about John Bonet. I mean, for a start, why is, no offense, Kim, but why has a girl got a boy's name? Um, <laughs> it's the other uh, way around. It's reverse, Kim. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. It's unnecessary. <laughs> is John Bonet Ramsey it, the? Uh, was she the little girl that was in the beauty competitions? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, I mean, yeah. so is she a, a big deal in the media over there as well, or is that just an American thing? I, I've watched um, I've watched a documentary about it uh, about the guy they thought did it, and it didn't mention you doing it. So I think <laughs> I think you're in the clear there for a start. <laughs> That'd be embarrassing if it started being on the news. <laughs> Thankfully, you know, nobody takes Richard Cardo seriously, <laughs> or anything else they see on YouTube. I hope, <laughs> well, not most of it anyway. But yeah, it's uh, it's it was kind of ripe for a, it's ripe for a bit of satire and parody. I think it's a kind of a weird situation, and a lot of people over here they they look to that case, and everyone just goes, "Well, why are you dressing up this little girl uh, and putting lipstick on her and makeup and all the rest of it?" Yeah. And and find the whole situation really bizarre, and that's why I personally think you know, in in the same way that anyone can make a bit of black humour, poke a bit of fun at the situation. Mm. Yeah, yeah it's pretty creepy. Is it one of those things where like people are still kind of obsessed with it to this day, kind of thing? Or... Oh, but the whole case? Yeah, 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 yeah. There's um, there are forums on the internet, like several, just completely dedicated to the John Bonet case. They still think they're going to crack it. <laughs> okay, well, rather than the police, the trained kind of police. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was the funny thing. All these people on the um, John Bonet Ramsey forums, they they thought we were in interfering with a police investigation by harassing their forums like they seriously said this several times they're like yeah they're just trying to draw attention away from the case by harassing these forums they thought we worked for the ramses <laughs> there's one person that i guess if you listen to enough of pla or you read the website enough and there's a, a name that comes up regularly and uh, i say this with respect because she died very recently <laughs> um who is mildred monday are you saying this could be a fraudulent call? It could be, because oh I am Mildred Monday, and I'm in bed in my own home. Um, she is an elderly woman from Indianapolis, Indiana. Or, I mean, she was an elderly woman. I, <laughs> I was about to correct you there. Sort of dead now. Uh, she just died um, about one year ago. Um, she's a lady that uh, I started pranking in 1992, and we would prank call her uh I don't know, every year or two after that throughout the 90s. And then we just kind of left her alone forever. But, you know, everybody loves her just because she's so funny. And there's a great song. We'll play the song actually now. But um, <laughs> the, so There's actually two songs. Do you, do you know about the second song? The Is that the one where it's uh, Yesterday by the Beatles, isn't it? And yes. That, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll, I, I really like the, um, what's it? I can't remember. What's the first one to take off of? Uh, the, the Bangles' uh, Manic it. Monday. No, you're not. I just had a new roof on. Then she says she'll shoot me in the high and loudly slams down the 
So, I mean, yeah, was just like a funny lady, you know, she, she, you know, you know, just a funny old lady. And she said hilarious things to us whenever we'd come at her with craziness. She'd often say, I'm Mildred Monday. I think she'd proclaim yeah. her own name <laughs> quite regularly. Because we would always try and tell her that we were Mildred. Like Mildred's at a payphone. Or... Yeah, didn't you try like charging long-distance calls to her as her quite regularly? Yeah, but we weren't really charging long-distance calls. We were just pretending we were the operator. <laughs> Obviously, I mean, I see the humor in all this kind of stuff. And I think it's, uh, you know, there's definitely a, some people that can do it better than others and everything. But uh do you find do you ever get like people that really get offended by what you do? <laughs> do you, you know, like sort of not even victims, just like general people kind of that come across the site. Do you get like angry emails from people like this is immoral or that kind of thing? Um, not, not emails so much. Uh, there's comments on the bottom of every page on phonelosers.org, and you know, like like I don't know, maybe once a week or something, there'll be somebody that just freaks out, like you know, you guys need to grow up. This is so immature. You shouldn't do this to people, to innocent people, and I mean, they're right, of course. <laughs> I've, I don't know. I've always thought that, I mean, this is something, just a personal opinion, I suppose, especially with the internet, it, trolling, because you know, I mean, that's what I call it. I guess that's the modern word for it in some ways, isn't it? Trolling or an old word, whatever. But um, I've never heard to trolling on phone calls, but I guess that's pretty much exactly right. <laughs> I mean, really. um, there is a kind of use to it, isn't there? Do you know what I mean? There's a kind of, there's certain people that behave a certain way that you almost think, well, it's kind of doing them some good in some ways to be trolled. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of yeah. highlighting. Yeah, I mean, they, <laughs> if we tell them something awful on the phone and they, they think horrible things are happening and then they find out that everything's fine, then it's, it's uh, you know, it's like a spiritual moment for them. <laughs> I was going to ask, uh, ask but, you earlier, actually, do you have, do you have a methodology to choosing people? Is there, is there some, like earlier, you, you chose the guy, uh, the hacker because basically he was a douchebag <laughs> do you do you find people and think yeah you deserve you deserve this and is it and is there a reasoning behind it um well, i.e. I... republicans <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um i mean i don't actively seek out people like this they just kind of come across whatever i happen to be doing i mean i don't know how to exp some people tick your boxes and some people don't <laughs> yeah pretty much um, I don't know what you mean by that, actually. <laughs> yeah, I kind of lost me there. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's the language barrier. <laughs> it's okay. I am drinking tea while while interviewing you as well, just to oh. just to confirm the stereotype. <laughs> See, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what I was saying though, I don't think anyone's actually deserving of of what we do to them. I mean, I'm, I don't ever try to justify that we're good people or anything. <laughs> I mean, we're horrible. We're going to hell. <laughs> I mean, you do refer to yourself as phone losers, for example. I think some people miss the point of that, don't they, sometimes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love when people try to insult us because of that. They're like, oh, losers, that's the correct term there. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, we've used that in our name. Oh, well. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it seems a bit silly. So, I mean, one, I'm not sure like how true all of this is, but in the book you talk about being homeless quite a lot and still pranking. <laughs> is there, is, I mean, is that how much of an obsession it was to a point that you actually were homeless and still kind of pranking people? Or? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, the homeless chapter was completely true. Um, there was no exaggerations in there. And I, I've just always been obsessed with phones and uh, a lot of, uh, you know, I was really into the whole red boxing thing and hanging out at payphones and just experimenting, I guess, at the time. So, and when you're homeless, you have a lot of free time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, what kind of what kind of freaking can you get up to when, or franking can you get up to when you're homeless? I guess surely you're slightly limited. <laughs> um, I, I don't know, not not really. I mean, like computers weren't that big of a thing in the early '90s, um, as far as you know, needing them for doing any kind of freaking. How long were you actually homeless for? Because in the book, it's it kind of seems to jump around a lot in terms of you know time and stuff. Like where, like was it for quite a long period of time or? Uh, it was um, like many short periods, I guess. And I mean, there were times when it was like six months in a row, yeah. but then I would, you know, get an apartment for a while or a hotel room or move to another state. <laughs> was that for legal reasons? Or? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, I was just bored and moving around a lot. I just wanted to see more of the country. So, I mean, I think so it was homelessness by choice. You know, I, I was, I, I could have gotten a place and stayed in it forever, but it was more fun just to jump around. Yeah, sort of float around a bit. <laughs> um, okay, so the, in the book, um, actually, no, I won't bring up the name of the person actually thinking about it because I think that one still you could get probably in trouble. <laughs> okay. For, the, the wacky morning DJ. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah. That's okay, is it? Skippy. <laughs> yeah, Skippy. We'll call him Skippy. Okay, just start 5 7, the last one, and it says that it's uh, in memory, and when, I, when the, the police who have this case already, and Verizon Security. They will get access to that file. Now, I will pick it up again when you hang up. I hit star 5-7 again, and they got that one. But um, I think this is a classic case of I can dish it out, but I can't take it. <laughs> Correct? It, it doesn't matter, sir. I will see you in court. No, you won't. Yes, I will. No. Yes, I will. Okay, so, yeah, in the book you talk about um, there's a chapter called Wacky Morning DJ, and this is what this is. I think easily one of my favorite of your pranks and uh could you talk a little bit about Skippy as we call him um, and what and kind of what the backstory is and what happened there um well he's a wacky morning DJ um in Ohio let's let's say he's Ohio <laughs> yeah and, um I don't know one of his big things back then when I started listening to him it was right around the year 2000 um he really liked to prank call people and you know, he liked to harass people. He'd just call them over and over and really, he pretty much did the exact same thing that I did. Uh, but the thing about uh, Skippy is he had a temper and he was always screaming at his staff. And it just seemed to me like he would be really fun to prank call himself and see how he reacted to it. <laughs> so it was like, it was a social experiment. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, it took me forever. I tracked down his phone number though and started calling him at home and on his cell phone and everything. And it really pissed him off. There's a, well, I think the line you say is there's a classic case of being able to give it out but not take it back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I said that to him on the phone. I think that's where he hung up on me. <laughs> and again, he's another one that he's one. He's actually one of those kind of unique cases, though, isn't he? Where uh, he actually he came up with all the usual spiel of kind of um, oh, I've got the cyber police after you, I've got the police after you. But he actually did in this case, and he actually did. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like when I was saying earlier about you know people always say they have tracers, but this guy actually apparently did. <laughs> anyway, with my law enforcement connections, we you know we, we we trapped the line. They did the homework. They were able to get it. They through the switching office and everything found out the call was coming from uh, through a long distance company called like Lightyear communications 
And I mean, we even, I even had, co- I have copies of his phone bill. But literally, I, we got copies of his phone bill for like six or eight months. This guy, Brad, in East Alton, Illinois. Hey, Brad, how you doing? I mean, he had contacts, I guess, in the phone company and with the police department, and they tracked me down, um, I guess, more or less immediately. <laughs> Hang and on. You, what's that? You're telling me they really are cyber police? <laughs> yeah, he had a central computer up in his home. I think. You got Curtis on you. Um, yeah, I should have stopped there though with with uh, Skippy, but I didn't. It, it went on for another year or two, and I did just awful things to a show. I I seriously interfered with their show. <laughs> Is it true that you managed to get the all the internal phone numbers of the uh, radio station? Yeah, I did that while trying to find his home phone number. So I, I didn't actually need those. I was just hoping to find his office number that might have his cell phone number, you know, stated on the voicemail. <laughs> yeah, I called up the phone company and asked them for all of the numbers in the station by impersonating, I think, maybe the station manager. <laughs> That's quite a genius. I mean, so, I mean, is that what are some of the kind of the tricks of the trade, as it were? I mean, is it is it social engineering that mainly kind of... Uh... Oh, yeah, it was all social engineering, just calling up their phone company and and saying, yeah, we need a list of all the phone numbers here because we have a, a PBX man here and he needs to uh, rewire the phone system and needs all the numbers. I mean, I, I'd give them to you just based on that. So that shows how yeah. I should go work for yeah. a phone company. I did, that with, I did that with their station and I did that with um, the station's cell phone provider and I got all the cell phone numbers. <laughs> One of them actually faxed me over a list of all the phone numbers. And was the problem that he was, he was using an alias or something on the actual show? Or? Yeah, yeah, he used his alias, which is Skippy. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> you know, and nobody knew, nobody knew his name at the time. It's uh, he he he's giving people his name now, and it happened in the middle of my harassment of him. So I'm kind of thinking maybe it was my fault. <laughs> you outed him. <laughs> <laughs> One thing, I, I mean, he knew it was gonna come out, so he's just like, oh, screw it, I may as well just tell everyone. Did uh, it's, there's a really funny bit in the book where. He he has a co-host, doesn't he? And um, the co-host goes and stays in a hotel. And he tried to didn't he try and avoid? I, I guess he was scared that Skippy would uh, call him up and prank him whilst he was away or something. But then didn't you kind of get in there first? <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the stick anyway with what they were doing. I, I think it was planned out. You know, he probably mm. gave him the number. Like, yeah, this will be really funny on the air. You know. Yeah. Um, it, like like uh, hacking him and getting in his email and everything. I really learned how the show works, and it seems like just every little detail is planned out like this. Ah, oh, right. It's, a, it's fake. But anyway, yeah, I I um I figured out which hotel the guy was at and started harassing everyone in the room before uh, Skippy did. Hmm. And at that point, it, it just made things weird and awkward when he finally did get through. That's <laughs> <laughs> not, not as epic as I'd hoped, but it was still pretty. <laughs> listen to didn't you get his like his uncle or family member to wake him up or something yeah they had a family staying in the room next to them and i had his uncle thought it was great that he was on a morning radio station like he was (laughs) expecting it i think (laughs) he started he he really wanted to talk to me and be on the air and everything and i got him to run next door and wake him up start begging (laughs) on the door oh dude that's quite funny (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but he's glad i don't live in his listening area anymore (laughs) Okay, so I'd be it would be criminal of me to have you on the show and not ask you this question. But what is the the origin of cactus? Um it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <It's> 
I don't know. It's just funny for some reason. And um, but it's this guy uh, in I think 1992. He it, he came up with it. He just started calling up people and saying nothing but the word cactus. So it, it's just a prank call where you call up somebody and you just say cactus, cactus, cactus. And uh, and, and it just confuses the hell out of them. They're like cactus. What does that mean? What are you talking about? <laughs> It, it just seems the like the perfect word for that purpose. It does. I actually tried it out. There's this new website called VU, uh, which is basically like the thing where you set up a, a virtual version of you and people ask you questions and you put video responses. Um, huh. And it's quite funny. But I just thought I'd test it out to see, to try the effectiveness of, of the cactus, uh, the power of the cactus. And uh, I'd literally just put cactus question mark, cacti question mark. And this guy... <laughs> just didn't understand what it was I was trying to get at. And he looks incredibly confused. It just seems to be like this perfect kind of mind control buzzword almost. <laughs> it just seems to sort of set people off. I mean, I've heard it on... Uh... <laughs> Big here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's... Uh... Yeah, you may have unlocked the key to to the universe. But uh, no, the... Um... I think my favourite usage of cactus, um, which we'll, again, we'll play clips of this, but is there's... Could you explain the kind of the mass, the phone mobbing uh, incident? <laughs> Or instance, I should say. Any particular one? Or oh, you're talking about the the what's your bid thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, that was our first successful phone mob, and uh, to us, a phone mob is when we organize a large number of people to all call into the same phone number, uh, usually a radio station call-in show. Hmm. And uh, we pretty much just called in, and we we kept bringing up the word cactus in every call, <laughs> and it just confused the hell out of them, and it was good times. Let's uh, go to our phones. It's Radio Auction. Can I help you? Yes, I'd like to bid on the cactus. Okay. Hello, this is the auction. Can I help you today? I want to bid on the pizza. Which one? Classic, uh, classic? pizza? The cactus pizza. <laughs> this is the Radio Auction. Can I help you today? I'm lucky to bid on the Menards. Okay, we have a $100 card that's open right now at 85 The 50 is open at 45 You'd have to start um, by Becky, two. are you... Is are you into bukkake? Nope. Cactus. Radio auction. Hello, can I help you today? You're on the auction. I was wanting to bid on the massage. Um, which one were you interested in? Um, I wanted the massage, or the, the place where they massage you with cactuses. Okay, that is not available on today's auction. Thank you for calling, though. Radio auction. Hello, can I help you? There's one particular one. Um, I think it might be the second one. There's a guy, yeah, just... He he seems to deal with it quite well, and then but then there's a co-host on the show of him, a woman who just seems to get really just furious. Yeah, she she couldn't <laughs> handle us. The other guy was being kind of cool about it, but <laughs> she was trying to talk back to us and outsmart us and stuff. And she's the kind of person we like to troll. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that does seem to be. I mean you see this with other you know kind of trolling types. But it's when you get this type of person that tries to kind of. Um, better the troll it never works you can't troll the troll it's the kind of you know the... <laughs> and the the male host on that show he was keeping his cool and everything but you could tell you know he was He's you cracking. know the exasperated breaths and everything he <laughs> we were really getting to him. <laughs> he was really upset that day i don't think you yeah i don't think when you it, i mean what kind of show is it? i because we don't have that sort of thing here where it's just like you oh, it's, it's like a community radio station and um uh, this, there's a lot of these actually throughout the United States. We found, uh, but uh, it, they they, uh, they put all these things up for auction, and people call in and say their dollar amount bid. It really doesn't make a lot of sense when you think about it. <laughs> they're popular with old people, I guess. 
so people like what well, one person put something up for sale and then other people call in and bid on it i guess is that kind of how it works yeah yeah <laughs> and it's uh, the people putting things up for sale are businesses it seems like all right okay. like a coupon for a restaurant or whatever okay so i mean before we let you go um let's talk a bit about the book and everything so how did the book come about i mean you i remember you ages ago you were talking about writing a book but this is a different book i guess yeah it's sort of the same book i mean originally i was going to do like a story based book um you, you know just like a whole novel type thing uh not about the pla exactly but uh using things that have happened within the pla as part of the story but i realized i suck at that really bad so <laughs> so i just did a pla book yeah, I mean, I don't know. I quite like the the kind of fiction bits in the book. I think should, that would still make a good book. You should uh, consider doing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, tell us a bit about what's kind of like in the book because it's quite it's quite a, you know a chunky book and it's got quite a lot of varied stuff in it. What what can well, uh, in this book you will hear about everything we've just talked about over the past hour. <laughs> Actually, now that I think about it, there's really no point in buying the book because you've just heard it all just now on the show. <laughs> we just cost you hundreds of dollars thanks a lot Jer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's like the history of the phone losers it, um a lot of people are saying it's like a good book for people that aren't aren't even into phone losers because it, it it tells you about everything that's happened mm. and all these uh weird stories about telephones are in there yeah it's definitely i i mean i've um i'm gonna get a couple of copies for friends of mine because i think even though they've never heard of pla i think they'll get you know yucks out of it as it were <laughs> it's definitely uh it's definitely worth reading uh, i mean there's quite detailed history in there as well isn't there i mean there's like this big chapter and yeah it's good i think it's a really good book it's a it's a good would you almost say it's maybe a a good uh, beginner's guide to the pla in some ways oh yeah definitely um the the one guy um Trevlin from weeknet labs he he calls it a yearbook he said he's gonna like every time he goes out and meets up with the pla person he's gonna have them sign it oh that's quite cool he, he, he says it's the PLA yearbook, and <laughs> I thought that was a good way to put it. Is it um, is Trevlin oh, yeah, the guy that does the music, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he does a lot of music for phone losers, and he's made a uh, Redbox uh, applications for Android cell phones, which ah. you can find in the App Store. Oh, does it still work then, Redbox? I, I thought it kind of died out. It's died out for long distance calls mostly, um, but you can still make local calls and sometimes in-state long distance. Um, I think it depends on the area you're calling from. Like some people in New York are compla- are, are uh, claiming that you can still call, you know, anywhere in the country. One thing I guess, like, same with the paging system, is like how how did you get away with it for so long? <laughs> you know, I mean, why why didn't they just change the system slightly? Or is it oh, the for redboxing? Yeah, it just seems like the most obvious thing. Was it just not enough people doing it for it to be a real problem? Or um, that was probably part of it. I mean, you know, most people pay for their phone calls, but. <laughs> I think just the way that, you know, the whole system's in place already and there's just not much they can do at the time because everybody uses payphones and everybody, you know, uses change for payphones. Yeah. Back then, you know, it it stopped around the early 2000s. They turned it off. (laughs) All right. So if people want to get the book, where do they have to go? Uh, They should go to phonelosers.org slash book. And uh, it tells you all about the book there and has links to order it. And you'll write a nice, a nice, uh, friendly message to them as well if they uh, select the writer. Yeah, I, 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 people always ask for autographs, and I've written horrible, horrible things to everyone. <laughs> and I give them a choice, you know, if they want something horrible or if they don't, I'll be nice to them. <laughs> I think I chose horrible. I've, I've only got the electronic version at the moment, so I'm expecting uh, hideous words in mine, I imagine. Oh, I hope I don't disappoint. <laughs> I know there's uh, one guy in Kansas that ordered the book, and. 
I think I wrote to him something like, you know, there are children dying in Africa and this is how you choose to spend your money. <laughs> Huge jerk. And I hope you think about, you know, starving children while you read this. <laughs> you really want those customers coming back. Kind of <laughs> it's kind of like the new eBay feedback for me. I get to just say crazy things to people. <laughs> Nothing they can do about it. Yeah, there's no, no eBay to tell you off. So um, obviously you do some other things as well. I mean, it's not just the book. You, you've got a couple of... Uh, are you, are you still doing two podcasts, or is it just one now? Um, I'm, I'm doing the podcast PLA Radio, mm-hmm. which is all about phonelosers.org. And then um, Big Beef Bueno is another podcast. I'm planning on starting that up um, soon, actually, because I have some content to put in there. Oh, okay, excellent. I've kind of taken a couple years break from that. Mm-hmm. And that was, like, it was kind of like a more freeform version of PLA Radio, wasn't it? It was kind of uh, just whatever yeah, you wanted. Yeah, put all the extra crap that nobody cares about. <laughs> But you also do a like a streaming radio show as well, don't you? Yeah, we do the the phone show uh, every week, every Tuesday on cactiradio.com. <laughs> and that streams twenty four hours because I had that on yesterday. And you, is there, there seems yeah. to be more than one show on there as well. What are the other shows on there? Uh, the other one, the other live show is Madhouse Radio. Okay, at, which is madhouselive.com, I believe. And uh, that's Carlito. He does an awesome prank call show. Excellent. I'll have to check that out. I'm and not, and sure, not sure. When we're not doing live shows, there's uh, just random podcasts that play and music and prank calls and old shows. Excellent. So, uh, yeah, okay. Well, thanks a lot for coming on the show. Um, it's I've actually been meaning to get you on for ages, and uh, I think the book just gave me kind of a good excuse to get you on. <laughs> so, Glad that worked out. I, yeah. I appreciate you having me on. No, that's okay. And uh, I do encourage everyone to go and get the PLA book. It's really, really funny. And uh, I guess, it, like, is it self-released? So they, they the money goes straight to you, I guess, which is good. Oh, yeah. Most of it does. Excellent. Well, uh, yeah. yeah it's cool enough to get published for real, so. Telephone. 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 Telephone.
of it. I'm part of it. I'm just a part of it. I'm a part of it. You know I'm a part of it. I'm a part of it. I'm just a part of it. I'm a part of it.
delightful episode of MySpace Heroes. Thank you there, Kim. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, thanks for that. Uh, <laughs> you're, not, you're not keeping that voice. You're not no. having that voice. You've got to do it again. No, I can't. I can't <laughs> you're not doing it. No, you're not doing it. You can't have it. You can't broadcast that to people. It's unacceptable. People will complain. No, they won't. <laughs> <laughs> they might. They've listened to us banter on BCD enough to not complain, but <laughs> although they get confused sometimes, don't they, if it's a music show or a talk show, which always amuses me. <laughs> I'm still not sure which is. This is the. This is the. Now you see, I can't do it. Uh, which is this one again? Oh, you're so stupid. Anyway, um, <laughs> thanks to Brad Carter for coming on the show. Uh, did you enjoy the interview, Kim? I did, yes. And he called me a jerk at the end, which I was very pleased about. Yeah, You've always wanted to be called a jerk by an American, haven't you? I've never been called a jerk. <laughs> and I've got an audio record of being called one as well. So. I wonder if I can make a ringtone out of it or something. What, so I'm going, you're a jerk, you're a jerk, <laughs> you're a jerk. <laughs> Works for me. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's good fun to have uh, Brad on, and I hope you enjoyed the clips as well. It's, uh, like I said, it's someone I've wanted to have on for a, a while. He's a really funny guy, and I really, really encourage you guys to go out and buy uh, the PLA book. It's pretty cheap, especially if you live in America. It's twelve dollars, which isn't very much. Um, it's twenty-five, I think, to ship it to the UK. But it's still a good thing, and he'll write nasty messages to you in the, in the, <laughs> in the cover. Um, but yeah, and, yeah, and also check out um, the PLA, PLA, PLA Radio on uh, iTunes and download all those episodes. Or I think you can get it on the site as well, uh, phonelosers.org. But yeah, it's a very funny guy, and it's, it's real dedication. 15 years <laughs> and homelessness and still pranking, <laughs> which I think is dedication to your craft. That, that is pretty. That is pretty impressive. <laughs> in a strange, in a strange way. <laughs> it's cool. I like it. Oh, a man that sticks to his guns. I like it. But uh, yeah, thanks for uh, joining us. Like I said, we're back on our uh, scheduled programming now. As long as I don't get like I don't know shingles or something, then we should be right. <laughs> uh, as long as Kim doesn't wheel over from old age. Actually, I'm sure. I'm sure if we work, put our heads together, we can find a better co-host than me. Oh, you'll do right. It probably would help if I actually gave you the book within a reasonable time to read as well. I don't like to read, Ken. You know me. <laughs> Do you just go to porn.porn, you know, your favourite website? Why, why, why? God didn't give his eyes to read. <laughs> he gave his eyes to look at prawn on the interweb. Yeah, that's true. That's why the internet exists. That and to listen to pranks and stuff. So. Yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll be back in a week on Wednesday. And also we'll be back on Monday um, for our other show, Behind Closed Doors, that I do with this chap here. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.